I don't know whether I'm getting emotional in my old age. <laughs> they made me cry, these two. But you know, follow Jesus and live. There is no other life. That's what I want to talk about today. To follow Jesus and live. It says in, if you want to open your Bible, I want to read a verse for the sake of time. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Randy and Shelley, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm in the mood today, I think this is the best they ever sang. I thank God for that. And I can't wait to fly to Jesus and then live forever. I don't need a 747 nor a Concord, which is grounded now and uh, dismantled. I can fly with the chariot that took Elijah home. And then I will fly to Jesus and live forevermore. And he was saying to them, Luke 9.23, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Daily and follow me. Great crowds followed our Lord during his life and ministry. Some followed him for the sake of the loaves and fishes. Others because they saw the mighty miracles which he did. While some did because they were truly devoted to him. Real followers. Today, many take the name of Christ upon their lips that do not realize the tremendous price they have to pay to be, capital B, to be disciples of His. Our Lord turned to these people in His day and said, you know what He said? Sit down and count the cost. Following Jesus requires a radical change. Someone said to be a Christian is the most expensive thing on this earth. It takes more courage to live a Christian life, between parentheses, to be really true to Christ than it does to face an enemy on the battlefield. Many aspires to be leaders. <clears throat> Difficulties the church in general faced through the ages. And the problem with people, wherever you go, in every church, in every society, they are seeking self-elevation, self-esteem, especially in the churches, rather than sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning to be followers of him. Someone said, if you haven't learned to follow, you cannot lead. I repeat that. If you haven't learned to follow, you cannot lead. A fa famous girl's school in which the father of the applicant 
on observing the question, outline the leadership capacities of your daughter. He responded by saying, my daughter has no leadership abilities. However, she is an intelligent follower. The president, upon receipt of the application, telephoned the father directly and admitted his daughter to college without qualification, stating that, in the letter he wrote him, of the thousands of applicants to the college, this was the first girl who was not a natural-born leader. <laughs> Did you get that one? We all say about our kids, well, he is a natural-born leader. What does it take to follow Christ? It takes a life-changing commitment. What Christ means by this is that devotion to him cancels the word me first. It's no more me, it's him first. That's what the first thing that Christ looks for a follower. He does the leading and I do the following. Not I, but him. He comes first. Christian life is a life of denial, denying self, and living for someone who has put himself in your place on the cross of Calvary. As a famous writer once said, the believer is not in the undertaking business, but in bringing and living the message of eternal life before men and following Jesus this is what it means that go and work in his fields and bring people to his knowledge. But before we get there, following Jesus requires that, you know, to put your life in his hands. Many people follow. Many, many people say, hey, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. But they never commit their lives to Jesus. They go like these people. In that chapter, they followed him because what? He did miracles. And they followed him because he fed them and because the food was delicious. Let's face it. But following Jesus requires from each and every one of us to deposit our lives in his hands. You cannot be responsible for your life. You know what? If you have to worry and look at the world today and say, who is going to protect me from what's happening? I don't know how people live without Christ, tell you it frankly. Look at the, what happened in the uh, states that were uh, hit by Katrina. I just cry for the people who did not have Christ. And I'm sure the people who had Christ found refuge and God took care of them. And if some died, they went to be with the Lord. I, know, I don't know how you can take care of your life. Suppose you're having in your pocket $20,000. How can you walk on the streets without looking? Now, who's going to attack me? Even if there's no one to attack you, you would think that you're going to be attacked. 
And you think that you might lose it. Someone might rob you. An accident. But when you get to the bank and get to the teller and says, Hey, teller, please deposit this 10000 or $20,000. After that, what happens? I can walk and I have someone taking care of it. And this is what the Lord is speaking about following me. To take your life and deposit it in his bank. He is a bank that will never go bankrupt. He's a bank who will never uh, deny that you have your, your soul there. He takes care of your soul. And he will protect your soul forever and ever. So this is what is required. If you don't know Jesus this morning as your personal Savior, I ask you to put your soul in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the meaning, first meaning of following him. Do you worry about this money afterwards? No. In fact, this money makes money. Nowadays, it's not making much, but it will make money. <laughs> I had some savings at the bank, and I went to the bank about two years ago. I said, how much is it yeah, Maybe half a percent. I said, what happened to the eight percent? I said, stop dreaming. <laughs> but with Jesus, you make always money. You will never lose you are in a bank that will always give you interest and good interest on what you've deposited. Is your life in his hands? That's the question today. Is your life in his hands? And today, he is inviting you to put your life in his hands and then follow him. And when we deposit the money... Do we come back home and call the bank and say, uh, well, I hope it is safe? Do you call the teller? The manager says, is my money safe? Sir, you have, you have a safe deposit here. As long as it is in the bank, nothing will happen. Even if the bank is robbed, your money is safe. And let me tell you one thing. When you put your life in the hands of Jesus Christ, he is asking you and me, leave your life there. And forget about it. Leave it there for his safekeeping. And this is exactly what happens when we do encounter our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it takes also to follow Jesus. That means you have to give. And this is very difficult. You have to give all rights. To live for yourself. You want to live for him. So. Jesus said. Sit down. And count the cost. Are you willing to follow me daily? Are you willing to leave all? It doesn't mean to leave. Your work. And to go and live at the top of the mountains. And live under a tree there. Or have take your, take your little tent. And live there. And die from thirst. And from hunger. This is not what he means. He means leave the desires. Leave your ambitions. Leave your goals. And put everything in his hands. Let him take of, of your desire. Take care of your desire. Of your goals. Of your ambitions. Of your plans. Of your life. Of your wife, of your children, if you put everything in his hands, are there in the world better and stronger hands than the hands of Jesus Christ? He's a safe bank. Deposit everything in this bank. 
a man of God once said, you are to refuse to know yourself in order that he may have his way with you on earth. And I am to say, he adds, I know not this man, but I do know that man. And for him, I will gladly surrender everything. Do you know Christ this morning? And if you know him really, then you can follow him. If you have been living during the days where this gospel was written, and you're going through the streets of Jerusalem or on the outskirts, and you see someone carrying a cross, and behind him, four or five soldiers going behind him, what would you think? He's going to die. That's what they used to do. You carry your cross and go up, and they crucify you on that cross up on the hill. And that's what they did with your Savior. If you see that. And that's what our Savior did. He went and paid the price for you and me. And he's asking you, figuratively speaking, to carry your cross daily and follow him. And die for self and live for Jesus. Live for Jesus, we heard this morning. And what? Live for Jesus and enjoy life. Without him, there is no joy. Without him, there is no happiness. Without him, there is no taste of life. But with Jesus, everything becomes supernatural in your life. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. That's life. That's life. God took care of Paul. Following the masters also takes endurance, requires endurance. Courage, perseverance, consistency, and above all, faithfulness. May God help our hearts. We who are here this morning, To say, Lord, I want to follow you, regardless. And I want to live for you. And you know what? If I live for you, if I live for you, you are going to give me the greatest life that I ever dreamed of. Are you counting the cost? Do you want to follow Jesus? Do you want to be identified with him? That's a good point to think of. The only place a a disciple should take in this world is the place of identification with Jesus and his rejection. You know our Jesus is rejected in this world. Even when he came and did the miracles and fed the people. Even the followers, his followers, later on left him. And those people who were shouting and singing Hosanna, later on, the same people said, crucify him. Are you ashamed to follow him? Or you're willing to be identified with him in his rejection?
And you know so many people. We are proud to talk about our achievements. We're proud to talk about children when they go and uh, graduate from high school uh, with a high marks. We're so proud to talk about our jobs. We're so proud to talk about our wives, our husbands. We, we're so proud to talk about work, what we do, what we achieve, achieve. This is great. This is good. This is wonderful. But how many people are proud to talk about Jesus? How many are willing to talk about the cross? That Jesus said, carry the cross daily and follow me. Are you ashamed of that? The Bible clearly says in Mark 8.38, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. Do you know what he called that generation? His generation? Adulterous and sinful generation. Do you think it applies today? That was written 2,000 years ago. Jesus said it. So I'm not making it. It's in Mark 8.38. In this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man, if you are ashamed of Him today, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will also be ashamed of Him when He comes in the glory of His Father with His holy angels. We must consider it an honor to follow Him. Then guess what? Follow Him and live. But observe one this. I want to draw your attention to that. No one was ever saved through following Jesus. No one. If you and I could be saved by following Jesus, you know what? Then we will give our salvation the credit. He said, okay, I followed. I have the credit. No. The credit goes to the cross of Calvary. He bought us with his own blood. Oh, yes. If we are saved by human efforts, then we will have achieved nothing. We'll be so proud, I saved myself, and no one could ever save himself. The best thing we can do is fail and utterly fail in everything. And the life that we live now will be a total failure. And we'll be imitators of our Lord Jesus Christ. And imitation cannot save us. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he said, Oh, great master. He started, you know, giving him fluff. He said, Oh, great master. I heard and so on. And he started telling him about, we heard about your uh, miracles. Jesus stopped him at the very beginning. He says, stop here. Nicodemus, you need, you must be born again. Did you ever hear that before? Yes. You must be born again. You want to follow me? You must be born again. And if you say this morning, at the end of this meeting, in about 10 minutes, if you say, yes, I want to follow Jesus, the key to following Jesus is to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Lord, I want to do your will. I want to carry my cross. I want to follow you. I want to deny myself. I want to put you first in my life. I want to deny that man. And I want to follow that man before you do anything. 
you have to experience the rebirth in your life to be born again. Jesus said it, and I repeat it. Nicodemus, you can't go anywhere with me. Stop here. Let's not discuss. No philosophy. I mean, this is not a discussion between you and me. Okay. You must be born again. And then you can follow me. Dr. Ironside writes in this Since he said, we cannot say that people are numbered among his sheep or his followers simply because they made a profession. Let's be careful about that. There are people even in evangelical churches who are not numbered among the sheep of Christ because actually they have never heard his voice and followed him. First, you have to hear his voice. They are formalists. They are there. Members of the church outwardly. They come Sunday to church. They sing the hymns. But they don't belong to the church that is called his body. Because they have never been born again. Such people make a religious profession. Maybe under emotion. And they flock to the church. Every now and then. And then when the newness, he says... When the newness start hankering and they start going back to the world and then they are lost souls and you never see them again. So many people did that during the days of Christ. But listen to what he says. The master, Jesus Christ, my sheep follow me and I know them. We cannot fool Jesus. We cannot say, I'm following him. If he knows you, then you're following him. If you are a sheep, then you are known by him. And you're protected by him. And then your, your soul is in his bank. And it will never, never get lost forever. And he says in Matthew 7.21... Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now, this is my question. Are you a follower of Christ? If you are, congratulations. Rejoice. Carry your cross. This week, and follow him. This week, every day. Thank you, Dean. Dean got it. Got it. Ca- carry your cross every day and follow him. Whatever your cross is, it could be home, it could be work, it could be a situation, it could be lack of a job, it could be anything. The Lord knows about it. Dear Christian, carry your cross daily and follow him. And he will take care of you. That's my experience and the experience of many. Do you know why the majority of those people followed him? It's a little test. Follow Jesus Christ. I mentioned it at the very beginning. They were impressed by the miracles, right? Didn't we say that? And what else? The fish. 
fried fish, very nice. Okay. They followed him because of their stomach. And because he did miracles. They were recipients of things. But when it wasn't there, what happened? They went back home. But those who really are his disciples, those who really accepted him as Savior, those who were born again, they followed him until the end. Are you willing to follow him? Whatever the price. And before you follow him, are you sure about your salvation? Are you saved? Do you hear his voice? When he calls, does it make sense to you? He says, I know them. And no one can fool me. Because he's God. And we better listen. They followed because of food and because of miracles. I came upon a poem. I want to read it to you. It says, they followed him by thousands when he took some fish and bread. And a banquet in the desert by his miracle was spread. They sang aloud, Hosanna, and they shouted, praise his name. When in an hour of glory to Jerusalem he came. They followed when he told them of a kingdom and a throne, but when he went to Calvary, he went there all alone. It seems that many people still would follow him today. If he only went to places where everything was gay. For the kingdom that they're seeking is not one the world scorns, and the crown of which they're singing isn't one that made of thorns. Oh, they'll follow for the fishes over land and over sea, and they will join the church at Zion, but not the church at Calvary. It's so easy, friends, to follow when the nets are full of fish. When the loaves are spread before you and you're eating all you wish. When no lands, nor lots, nor houses and no friendships are at stake. When there is no mob to mock you and you have no cross to take. But you'll need some faith to follow. Down through Gethsemane. And you'll need some love to follow up the hill of Calvary. Are you willing to follow Jesus? And you know, following Jesus has its rewards. In the Bible, in John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are you one of them? Ask yourself this question. Are you one of the sheep of Jesus Christ? And if you are, There are rewards. It's not a sad story. It's always a happy ending with Jesus. It's always. If you follow him, there are rewards. He says, and I first will give them eternal life. That means your life will not end six feet under. Do you understand that? It's not the grave. 
The Christians don't look at the grave as the last stop here on earth. I think that the death is the beginning of a beautiful life. He said, and I give them eternal life. Are you sure you have eternal life this morning? If you are truly a follower of Jesus, and you are one of his sheep, I tell you one thing, you shall have eternal life. He will come soon, and soon he is coming to take us to be with him, and then we shall live with him forever ever. If you are sure, congratulations. You can leave this place with a big smile and say, Ah, whatever happens in my life, the end is not the grave. The end is in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Number two. The reward, one of his rewards. They shall never perish. How about that? We are not going to perish like animals. There is a soul in us that lives forever and ever. And we are going to be there around him, serving him, praising him, living in mansions that you've never dreamed of. And guess what? You don't have to pay two million dollars to have it. And if you're living in a so-so house now, just place yourself to go to a great mansion there, free of charge. It's been bought through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me. And we shall live Forever. As long as I live, he said. As long as never perish forever. And the last thing. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. And once you give your life to Jesus Christ, there is no power under the sun that can take you away from the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Paul writes, Paul, uh, you know, explains it very well in um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Here it is. We are with Christ and who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations, a little bit of, you know, cross carrying, shall distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Rejoice, Christian. You shall, he says, I will give them eternal life. They will never perish and no one can snatch them out of my hand. I am convinced, he adds on to say, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. Think of it. No other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Rest and rejoice. If you are a follower of Christ, I have good news for you. What a happy ending to a wonderful life. No one can write a better life than Jesus wrote each and every life of ours. That life that was committed to him. Since that day, you accepted him as your savior. We follow because we belong to him. We follow because we are his flock. And guess what? And he has marked out the way for you and me to follow. You will never get lost. With Jesus, you'll never get lost. 
And if you go a little bit on, a, on an exit that you shouldn't have taken, guess what? He will leave the 99 and get you back. He will go. And he doesn't get you back and drag you like people drag. No. He will carry you on his shoulders. The place of power. And puts you there. Near him. Near his head. And he will put his arms around you. He says, come on, we're going back. And we'll continue the journey. Until we meet him in the air. Live for Jesus. Follow Jesus. And taste a good life. And may God bless you. And bless each and every one of yours. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Just before we leave, think of your soul, your life. Just say, am I following Jesus? Did I commit my life to him? Did I accept him as my personal savior? Was there a time in my life that I say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I believe. I know you died for me. You purchased my, my salvation on the cross of Calvary. I accepted you as Savior. Did you ever do that before? If you did, then you can follow him and carry your cross until you reach the eternal shore. But you have, if you haven't, it's an invitation. That's when I said an invitation to follow him. Invitation to take him as your Savior and then follow him until the end. You can say this prayer. And if you need me to pray for you and say, Adol, I want to follow him truly. As you explained this morning, hopefully you understood what I meant. Lift up your hand and I can pray for you. I'll pray for you. And is there anyone you'd like to follow him with all your heart? Carry your cross. And follow Jesus. Or pray in your heart. Say Lord Jesus I come to you. Save me and change my life. And I want to follow you till the end. And God will bless you. Forevermore. Our Father we thank you. For allowing us. To open your word. And to speak about. How much you love us. And how much our Lord Jesus Christ paid. He paid his own life to redeem us. To save us. To become his children. We thank you for the privilege of meditating on your word. May we ask you to follow through in the hearts of each and every person. And help us to realize Without a true birth from above, there is no life. And help us as Christians, if we know you and know you well, to carry on with life, carrying the cross daily and following you. Bless each and every one. And we mentioned before the throne those who couldn't make it today, those who are sick, those who are working, those who are on vacation out of town. You be with them, bless them, heal them, and bring them back to us safely. We commit the rest of the day in your hands. This is the safest place we can be. Whatever we do, help us to do everything that brings glory to your name. Dismiss us, we pray. In your name we ask. Amen. The meeting is over.
Thank you for coming. May God bless you. Go enjoy the day. And do not forget to follow Jesus.